Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. everybody welcome in beautiful thursday to you hope you're having a wonderful mid-april something fantastic and unheard of has finally happened for this here college basketball show so that's amazing i'm giddy as a schoolgirl. i can't wait to get into all the details and man another week another crazy couple days for kansas basketball so without further ado Let's jump right into it. I hope everyone's doing well. People seem to be freer and moving about the country for better or for worse. I don't know. But either way, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And I believe that for as long as this show has been on the air, which is a little bit over a year, call it 14 months, if you will, sort of run into some bad luck with announcements, right? Or, or timing. Comes with the territory. You do a show once a week. You do a show about a program that is often in the news, at least in the world that it envelops, obviously, the greater national audience doesn't much care about Kansas basketball, but the greater sporting and the greater college basketball audience cares about Kansas basketball very much. So you've got a program that's dealing with NCAA sanctions. That's dealing with, you know, a big time head coach whose contract was coming up. You're dealing with a weird year with weird rules in regards to transfer transfers leading to a lot happening an athletic department. That's, I don't want to say necessarily in shambles, but you know, there's been a lot happening. They had the news about Les Miles pop up, which sort of led to people really coming down even harder on Jeff Long, myself included, which led to the athletic director hiring. A lot happening there. And you throw in, you know, an up and down year, uh, an unsatisfactory year uh, on the basketball court. You throw in the COVID year, not as many fans. Fans are frustrated. Uh, it's tough to watch this team. Players are in and out. Players are hurt. Going into the tournament, players are, you know, sick. And then it sort of accumulates or culminates in just a travesty of a game where, where Kansas gets annihilated by, you know, a, a pretty good USC team that made it to the Elite Eight. So with that being said, this has been a crazy offseason. And it's only been the offseason for, what, a month? <laughs> if that, three, four weeks. And with that comes more news. And what I was getting at. I just realized I sort of just got lost in my own mind. You know, so we have a once a week show. We talk about a lot of different things. We throw a lot of stuff and see what sticks. And sometimes the timing's not always there. Prime number one example. First show I ever did right after the fracas at the field house with K-State. I'm like, Sylvia DeSosa should only get five games. You know, big whoop. This is on the K-State guy. And I think it was later that day, right after I posted and he got banged for the rest of the season. You know, I was talking about Jeff Long and what should happen there. And I think I recorded that like on a Tuesday. The news broke on a Wednesday. 
And, and then, of course, it posts on a Thursday night. I look like a fool. Um, so there, there's there, there's always something with this team and this roster, and it always helps me look you know, foolish. I, of course, the tournament, the Big 12 tournament, now two seasons ago, the 2020 version, talking about what's going to happen, what is this virus going around? Is this going to threaten the Big 12 tournament? I'm all like, there's no way they can cancel the NCAA tournament. There's too much money. I believe, again, later that day, if not the next day, bang, canceled. Yudoka Azabuki, Devon Dotson, no shot. I think even before this season happened, I was like, you can't bubble up college kids. That's ridiculous. They would never bubble up kids that are not getting paid to be there. <laughs> and then, of course, they, they did the great Indiana bubble. So, again, we throw a lot out there. The timing doesn't always work until today. It finally happened. We finally have breaking news happening on the Thursday right before we hit the air. I would say hit the music. Here we go. Breaking news. As of today, Thursday, April 15th. Oops, sorry. If you hear that noise in the background, that would be the video of Kansas's newest basketball player and basketball commitment. As of today, a young man who had already committed to Kansas reclassified and will be joining the team this upcoming season. Kyle. Oh, boy. I, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's either Cuffy or Cuff. C-U-F-F-E. Kyle, I'm going to go with Cuff Jr. Will be a Kansas Jayhawk for the upcoming season. So what does that mean? Well, it, it's going to lead into some of the news that happened earlier in the week and, and probably the reasoning for another player leaving Kansas. But this is a four-star recruit. According to 24-7 Sports, out of New Jersey, New Jersey tough, love that, much like Tyshawn Taylor, Russell Robinson, a New York guy, let's just call it tri-state area, right? Tyshawn, not always the most intelligent player, but he brought grit. He had himself a very nice four-year career. So we'll see what happens with, with Kyle. Again, he reclassified and... He was honestly not even on my radar. I did not realize he had classified yet. I am not a big recruiting guy. I delve into it about as much as I ever have for the show. So people who are into that kind of stuff have an idea and sort of know what's on the horizon for Kansas basketball. But, you know, I I was not aware that this kid had committed regardless and was going to be here in two seasons. This is a 6'2 guard, thin, wiry, perhaps he's going to get in the weight room, put on some more muscle, and then really be a force to deal with. And because of my obvious lack of knowledge on him, I went to the YouTube tapes. Disclaimer, (laughs) high school basketball players and their highlight tapes on YouTube can be a tricky situation. That can be a slippery slope. You can really fall in love with the player over what, the course of six to eight minutes or so, and it doesn't tell you anything about the player. But, The physical tools look to be there. (laughs) He can levitate. 
much like the the new hit Dua Lipa song that I'm really loving right now, he, he can levitate. The guy can get up. He's got some bounce. He's athletic. And if you thought this past year's team couldn't dunk, well, he's going to try to change that next year. <laughs> Kyle Cuff Jr. can throw the ball down. He can attack the glass. or can attack the rim, at least. And in his video, again, take it for what it's worth, he was hitting his three-point shots. They're not going to show his misses, of course, but the shot looks all right. Uh, I think the shot could use some ironing out. It certainly looks smoother and more well put together than Tyon Grant Foster or the player I'm going to talk about a little bit later that left KU or the other player that left KU. But you put them together with Bobby Pettiford. You bring in Joseph Yosefu. All of a sudden, that guard group looks a little bit more dynamic, potentially. It's all well and good as, as we're sitting here theorizing. But more excitement, more explosiveness, more athleticism. Look, I'm the biggest Marcus Garrett stand that there is. I've mentioned that numerous times that people are probably sick of it. But athleticism is not his strong suit. Think about, again, I've said this a lot recently. Think about the best Kansas offenses, the best point guards, the most fluid offenses. Scoring point guards who can turn the corner, get downhill, or get to the basket. Jay Billis hates that term, getting downhill. The, the, The court is flat after all. But you want him to get around the the pick and roll. And if there's that sliver of space to get down to the basket, you want to see some explosion. Marcus Garrett was more of the get around the pick and roll, dribble, dribble, evaluate, uh, dribble some more, maybe float his way to the basket, pump fake, get to the basket, maybe get blocked, maybe lay it in, maybe get his own rebound. It was a choose-your-own-adventure. There could be more, let's say, fluidity. To Kansas offensively if the theorizing pans out. So this is potentially a huge moment and a huge opportunity. What does it mean for Ty Ty Washington, the recruit that everyone seems to be hot on the heels for? Probably not going to come to Kansas now. Um, this essentially takes his, his spot. A combo guard, a shooting guard, a point guard, right? An athletic guard. So no Ty Ty. Would have been a fun name to talk about. Would have been a fun guy to watch. Instead, we get good old Kyle. Good roots, by the way. His dad, senior, Kyle Sr., played at St. John's and played professionally a little bit as well. I don't think he played in the NBA, though. So, out of Blair Academy in New Jersey, welcome Kyle Cuff. And I really feel like it's going to be Cuffy, but... I apologize. I really do not know how to pronounce his last name. C-U-F-F-E. Real quickly, the quote from Bill Self. Kyle is a young man that has great upside and, and the determination to be a great player. He's an explosive athlete that makes plays on both ends of the floor. His father, Kyle Sr., was a great player at St. John. Said that already. Instrumental in his development. Well-prepared player. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> coming from a powerhouse school like Blair Academy, under the excellent tutelage of Joe Montagna. If that's not a good New Jersey Italian name, I don't know what is. All right, so that's, that's big news. 
Kyle Cuffy is in. Kyle Cuff is in. And I kept saying there's a name that this directly affects. And the news that came out earlier in the week probably directly influenced Kyle coming in. Because a few days ago, Bryce Thompson, the young man who just finished off his freshman year, decided to enter the transfer portal and transfer from Kansas. So, this was the five-star recruit heading into this last year. And here's the thing. I don't think this is a huge deal on the court. It's just a little weird to me, right? Because we all watch the Kansas games this year, right? We, we follow Kansas recruiting enough that when kids commit, that's when we really learn a lot about them. We learn the stories about them from Fran Fraschilla, Jay Billis. Uh, we, we watch the games and hear the same stories over and over. Like, did you know that Frank Mason and Devontae Graham did not originally commit to Kansas? What? <laughs> or Frank Mason went to the same high school as, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot it. Was it Ralph Sampson? Either way. I think it was Ralph Sampson, right? Because Sampson went to Virginia, meaning that Frank Mason, the guy originally from Virginia. Anyways. But Bryce Thompson, his history, his lineage of a grandfather playing at Kansas and a dad that was coached by Bill Self, I think at Tulsa, coming to Kansas, even with all that was happening with Adidas, you know, there's no way he was going to go anywhere else. And then he transfers a year later. You know, that that's tough. That felt like a sort of family connection. That felt like, you know, there didn't really need to be much recruiting done for Bryce Thompson. And for him to leave, you know, I, my, my, my best guess is that it's just sort of a soft decision. I'm not criticizing him. I think players right now, especially with this year and this free transfer rule, which might not be, um, which might not be that original coming up soon, which I'll get into in just a minute. Uh, I think the NCAA and college basketball gives no leverage, and college basketball players have essentially no voice. And so, considering what's happening right now, the mass exodus around the country and players transferring all over the place, and it's the wild, wild west. I have no problem with that, but I, I think Bryce Thompson had a rough year in a year where just about every single person, except for like Jeff Bezos had a really rough year, had injury issues. The numbers weren't always there. Bryce Thompson did not score more than double figures going back to February 23rd, which was the Texas game where he played pretty well in the first half. In fact, here, here's how Bryce Thompson's season ended. So this goes back to the Baylor game, February 27th. Three points, two points, two points, three, and then zero against USC. Career high of 12 came in the very first game against Gonzaga. Go figure. He had injury issues. He had trouble getting on the floor at times, undersized. 
and I said it a second ago, broken jump shot, unable to hit a three-point shot. In fact, what was his percentage this year from three? He only shot 22% from three-point range. In fact, taking a look at it, I think you can count the number of games that he hit a three-pointer, only one, on one hand. So I think it was a tough year. And again, he did break his hand against Oklahoma State. And I think he, I think he sees the writing on the wall. I think he heard the news about Kyle Cuffey or Kyle Cuff coming in. And I, I think he wanted to ply his trade elsewhere. So, you know, I, I was talking with people during the week. They said, what, what's going on? Is the, is the Adidas issue really that big of a deal that all these guys are leaving? It's, it's no. It's college players finally having a slight bit of empowerment, right? This is the first chance where things are not necessarily going their way and they can make a, a what they think is a better decision and more power to them. I, I just, it, it feels as though Bryce Thompson had a tough year. And when I looked up Bryce Thompson and when I went to go to his numbers, there's an article with the headline. Tough year, you know, quote, tough year contributed to Bryce Thompson transferring. I wish him the best. I wish him the best a little bit more than I do uh, Quentin Grimes. I think Quentin Grimes had himself a really big head. Uh, Couldn't handle some tough coaching. Year didn't go as he wanted. Probably wanted to be a one-and-done guy, and he left. I think Bryce Thompson just, it was a confluence of events. Uh, I think he really could have put together a, a solid career for Kansas, but you know, hopefully he goes on to, to bigger and better things. Looking at places like Tulsa. Again, he's an Oklahoma guy. He's from Tulsa. Uh, I saw an article saying, could he go to North Carolina? That'd be interesting with their new coach, Hubert, Hubert Davis. But this is a guy who averaged 4.6 points per game. Shot 35%. Decent in the mid-range. Not very good at all. Shooting from three. Undersized. Wasn't really great at getting to the basket. He has a lot to work on. Listed at 6'5". That seems generous. 188, though. So Bryce Thompson, the guy who, when everyone was saying Kansas has no talent on the roster, I made sure to point to and say, well, they have talent. They recruited this five-star guy. Sorry you don't like him. Season didn't go to, go to plan. There were moments. I mean, think to that game at Oklahoma State, right? Kansas down big, and the the tide turned when Bryce Thompson went into the game. He made things happen defensively. He was a little energizer bunny. And you could even argue that was the game where he got hurt, where his hand got broken. When he went out, that was when Oklahoma State went back, went on their, what, 5-0, 7-0 run, and ended up winning that game. So the best of luck to Bryce. Tough break. Dems to breaks. Kansas is essentially going to have a brand new roster next year. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. Believe podcast network. I will quickly wrap things up with a, a, one more news and note. Again, crazy day, crazy week, crazy off season for Kansas basketball. I, I do want to quickly touch on the transfer rule. I, I just said it a second ago that there's a chance that what's happening this year may not be a one-time thing, may, may not be so much of an anomaly. 
Uh, the NCAA is going to pass a transfer rule that's going to allow student athletes. Oh, my, my screen went down. Allow student athletes to transfer once without having to sit out. So if you've enjoyed the transfer portal, if you've enjoyed this, what do you want? What do you want to call them? This <laughs> haven of youngsters traveling all over the place. I don't know. A lot of transfers. Everyone sort of testing the waters, right? Might be the new norm. Might be. I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as this. But that's always sort of been the, the thing, right? Like there's that, that danger of the year sitting out. So a, a player doesn't want to waste a year of their life not playing basketball, not adding to their resume, not putting tape down for either pro teams or ever, either in the NBA or overseas. So this may become the new norm. And I think it's fine, right? It'll allow coaches to be more flexible or it'll make coaches to be more flexible. They'll have to be quick on their feet. They'll have to really recruit the guys that they want. They'll have to continue recruiting. They'll have to make sure guys want to be there and they're going to stay there. And then you'll always have to be trolling that transfer portal, right? It's almost like free agency. It's getting to that point. So something to keep an eye on. Supposedly it's going to pass today, the, or the NCAA is going to announce it officially today. Today as in Thursday. Keep an eye out for that. It's not just going to be basketball, it'll be football, and I would imagine it would apply to every single sport in the NCAA. So should be interesting. We're, we're entering somewhat of a new age. Maybe it's the NCAA somewhat catering to NCAA players, to college players, giving them just enough empowerment. Or they say, oh, yeah, we're making a change. So appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for your time, as always. Uh, new Jayhawk coming in, another Jayhawk on the way out. That means that's Bryce Thompson, Tristan Enaruna, Jethro Muscadin. Uh, let's see, Tyon Grant Foster, Latrell Jostle. Am I missing anyone else? Well, Jalen Wilson and Ochai Abaji have declared for the draft. I don't even know if we've touched on that yet, but not a huge deal. They have until July to figure out their futures. Why wouldn't they test the draft waters? See, uh, what they need to work on or see if they have a future right now in the NBA. And if they do, again, I wish them all the best. I have a feeling that we will see at least one, if not both, back at Allen Fieldhouse next year. But that's to be, to be determined. Uh, haven't even done the season in review. Haven't even gotten to the Jayhawks in the NBA, which has been a lot of fun this year, actually. That's all still to come because this time next week, who knows what's going to happen with Kansas Athletics. In Kansas basketball. Only one way to find out. That's to tune in next week. But until then, I wish you a great weekend in a rock chunk. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Lone Beach together. Now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.